Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm tired. Um, this is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. How are you, Mr. Parker? Alex Taylor. Oh, no, sorry. You're not Alex Taylor. You're tired. Well, tired. Uh, I'm tired. I'm Colin. Yeah, I am happy to be back here on Journey Under 30 with you, my good friend. Um, Just one second. I actually, uh, I got a a piece of mail uh, or it's sorry, a piece of mail. It's an email, uh, but it's actually addressed to both you and me. Really? Um, yeah, I figured is, that... Is it from that same guy that keeps emailing us but forgets to put in the, the actual scavengers network? Yeah, and so, but it's weird that it keeps showing up somehow anyway. <laughs> uh, no, so here we go. Uh, it's this little, it's a, apparently it's an e-card. I don't know what that means. Let's, let's, let's Let, open let's, this email. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. This seems to be... Huh, that seems to be the happy birthday song. Uh well that that's strange. Hey, wait, wait, that's that's right. It's it's my birthday. What Alex, please stop. Colin. Stop your joking. It's my birthday. No, it's Colin, it's it's my birthday, February twenty first. No, February twenty first, Alex is is my birthday. <laughs> no, Colin, it's Okay. It's, we've done this wait, every no, year. So I think, I think by yeah, now, we've, yeah. We've, I think, we've done this like two years in a row, I think. I think that if you're a listener by now, you know that Alex and I share a birthday. February twenty first. We do. And you know what, Alex, I think that you would think that I forgot. Did that make sense? I think that you thought wait, wait, I believe me looking at you looking at me looking at you looking at me. Exactly. Right? I yeah, believe okay, that cool. you think that I would forget my promise to you last year. Last year, I claimed that we would be celebrating my birthday, though, because I had the even number birthday. And you were like, yeah, but the next year you'll find a reason to... No, no, no. Alex, my friend, this is birthday number 28 for you. You have the even number birthday. because you're the 27 club. Um, and so this birthday, this year we're going to celebrate your birthday... All right. Um, because that, it'll be God. it'll be a nice little, you know, back and forth. Like, I mean, obviously it's both of our birthdays, but we'll put the emphasis on your birthday. So, Alex. Well, yeah, happy well, I'm the important birthday. one. So, thank you. Happy birthday to you, too. Well, thank you very much. Well, with that being said, like we mentioned about, I don't know, maybe a minute ago at this point, we are back. We're back in the saddle. Uh, you and I discussed basically the next season or this current season, whatever you want to call it of journey under 30 we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned um so there's what like 26 episodes not including well i guess including this one uh in the season in the year because it's every other week uh what what do we have like just not necessarily what topics but you know we discussed doing things a little differently um what were those different things do you remember having more guests on potentially members of the network yeah, that's exactly right. And we I think part of it is making this show a little bit more about the people that we work with. But also, yeah, we have on this list of you know potential guests. Not all of them have we reached out to yet. But, um, you know, we've got some people that are not on the network. And in addition to that, we're sort of making it now like kind of canon that we're not just discussing Forbes 30 under 30 or people that we think should be on the Forbes 30 under 30. You know, we're talking also about 
topics that are interesting to us that are important to like our journeys or to other people's journeys. We've done it a little bit before with things like burnout, but we've never really officially made it like a part of our structure. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess this year we're going to have topics, we're going to have people, and then we're going to have guests. I know that sounds weird to say people and guests, but people are like people that we're talking about. Guests, yes. they come on to talk about themselves. Well, and I think today we're starting off with a topic specifically. We are. Failures. And successes, which is very and nice. I think, it's, I think it's really nice to do things like that because, I, you know, I, you and I mentioned this the last time we talked about failures and success, but... Uh, I think last time when we did this discussion, I talked about how um, when you break it down, you know, they're just two sides of the same coin. And I really wish that I could remember who I heard say this because I would love to give them credit. Um, but genuinely, I do not remember who said this. And so if you do know who did, let me know so I can maybe say it out on this episode or in a future episode. But someone one time told me that, uh, or just said, and I overheard it or whatever, that success, sorry, that failure is not the opposite of success. It's just one of the stepping stones to success. You pretty much never get to success without some sort of failure. Um, that may, I like that analogy more because with the last one, failure and success both being sides of the same coin, it's like, yes, they might be sides of the same coin, but one side really, really sucks. Yeah, that's true. And also, you know, I think that something that you and I can maybe understand or people that are like us might be able to understand as well is that, you know, sure, if you have a failure uh, or no, you know, th here's a here's a very good example. You and I work on myth takes mm -hmm. and sometimes what you end up happening is, is you have a failure, you have a success, but then you have a mixed success and a mixed success there's always some sort of sacrifice, right? Like you get to do this cool thing, but there's a bad thing that also happens. Or if you're in like Dungeons and Dragons, if you want to think of it like that, like if you have a D20, you either fail, succeed, get a critical success or a critical failure. And mm -hmm. so that's, you know, all one side, but of a 20 sided die. And I think that gives you so many more different flavors and things. So you have to paint critical with. hit, you have critical miss. You have mixed success, you have success, you have failure. We have yeah, five. I mean, we need 13 more. Okay. Or we well, need 15 more. Yeah, we, yes. Uh, and we will spend the next 26 episodes figuring out each and every last <laughs> one of those. Um, so why don't we Mild talk success. about 2019 and for you, age 27, for me, 28. Yes. Um, Alex, what did your failures and successes look like in 2019 well i will tell you it is much easier to think of my failures and my successes but um i think I, well i guess one of my major failures was not managing my time well throughout the year a part of that was my sleep schedule i've always had trouble maintaining a consistent sleep schedule especially mm. since five years ago i was like on the night shift and then i gradually shifted on to going to bed consistently between like two and four p.m. was it until like beginning of this year that now I'm consistently getting up at seven and it might not seem like a really big thing but it's I tend to if I don't have a cons if if things are consistent for me then it's hard for me to make things consistent 
So at least last year it was a failure, but now it's a success. I guess two sides of the same coin. Um, another failure of mine was not being able to say no to things. So I found myself kind of latching on or joining a lot of projects and uh. then not really having enough time to do things well. And then I either ended up not just those projects sizzling out or just not ending up with anything that I was proud of. So like stretching yourself out to you thin kind of thing? Yes, exactly. Mm. What were some of what were some of the big moments for you though? I would say, well, I think in earlier episodes I said my goal was to kind of get more into the career of a musician and be more successful with that. And even though I'm finding myself pivoting away from that now, I do think that I've been pretty successful in making a living as a musician. I may not be performing as much as I would have wanted to, but I'm sh- I've I was certainly teaching more than I was in years past, and I certainly had more performances than I did in the past. So I would say I was successful in that regard. I did also have a Halloween show, which was kind of out of the blue, which had its own kind of it, it, it was more of a mixed success. I'll say that. Uh huh. So I'd say if I on a scale of like maybe one to twenty, it was like maybe a fifteen. <laughs> right. Okay. So it was, it was a cool thing though that you did. Um, yeah. Just like super quick, just kind of yeah. give us like a, you know, elevator pitch for what that Halloween show was. So this Halloween show was me and a a collaborator. Well, I, I haven't talked to him a bit, but I'll call him a friend. A friend of mine um, making live music to the movie Nosferatu. Nosferatu was a, or it is a horror film from the 1920s. So it's not scary by our, our standards, but it's scary by 1920 standards. And we made noise to it. And I was successful in my preparation for it. Like, I found the movie. I broke it down into clips. I practiced to those clips. I ended up with a lot of really cool sounds. And I I feel like in the preparing for it and setting up for it and actually, like, getting to the venue and just getting – doing what I needed to do, I think it went well. The That's biggest awesome, mis- yeah. Yeah. The biggest mistake I made, though, was after – Well, so at the intermission, I brought the master fader down because we didn't want any sound going. But after the intermission, I forgot to bring the fader back up. Mm. But we still had sound because sound was coming from my collaborator's uh, guitar amp. So there was sound going to me and I couldn't tell anything was different. It wasn't until like right at the end when I realized, oh, and then I gradually brought the sound back up and I realized, oh, wait, that's where all my sound went. So it was a success in a lot of ways. It was a failure because of one really big reason but it was a mix mix the it was a mixed success overall more on the side of success slightly on the side of failure you you had one one half go great yeah and then a portion of the second half go great but the other side of the second part second half whatever uh was was you know still good you know again like you said you still had some sound yeah man let me tell you if you had absolutely no sound and you went that long with just like just dead silence everyone mm-hmm. i think by then though someone would have gone hey what you guys gonna play yeah <laughs> uh yeah but, probably <laughs> yeah no but you know i i think that's really cool you got to do something that is very different and very um I, I mean, a very unique experience, both for you and the viewer. So I feel like that's a really cool project that you got to be a part of there. Sure. Um, as How far about you? As, what that? kind of uh, what kind of failures and successes did you find you ran into in 2019? Oh man, I don't even know what to even use as a description. 2019 was like 
kind of like a dumpster fire for me, but it was one that I was prepared enough that I had sticks and marshmallows and like s'mores making stuff. Mm -hmm. So like there was a lot of chaos, but I got some kind of sweet stuff out of it. Um, so basically, so I, I set up my gear as if I was going to do all these kind of really cool challenges and you know, yeah. work on some really big things. And part of my problem with 2019 was my continued, uh, I don't want to necessarily call this a failure because I don't necessarily think that it's me or at least God, I hope it's not me, but the job market is not exactly an ideal market. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I have been spending about a year and a half looking for full-time work and it's just not there. Um, I've applied to so many jobs and so many of them, you just never hear from ever again. They ghost you so hard and it's yeah. really disappointing because, you know, you're waiting. You're just waiting and waiting and waiting and then it, they, they, they don't even give you any kind of they don't give you any kind of courtesy, really, to at least let you know that a position has been filled or something. There should be some sort of automated message that goes out to everyone that has filled out an application mm -hmm. because it is just heart-wrenching to like never find out on some of these things. Or yeah. sometimes – there was a job that I found out. I got um, – I think in November I got a rejection for a job that I had applied to in February. And wow. I was like – and I was like, cool. I mean, I guess thanks for finally telling me, but like, I kind of figured that out when we hit April. Yeah. And it was nothing, you know? So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of a cluster out there. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, though, is that I, I did do not as much freelance work as I would have liked to, mm -hmm. but there were a lot of things that I think that ended up did going well for me. Mm -hmm. We, we really did start to hit a huge stride at the scavengers network. Mm -hmm. And so my failure to find certain job situations really made me have a larger push than I think I expected to have this early on in the network to try to push to make this my full-time job. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're not at that point yet. But we made some really big changes, and I don't want to necessarily equate all of my successes as the Scavengers Network ones. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, I know that we uh, those are two separate entities, but I mean, I also think that I have failures and successes out of this. Well, sure. Um, well, and as we said before, this is my episode, so we can attribute all those successes to me. Yes, of course. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, <laughs> Alex, what you did well. No. Um, but basically, I think that what it really boils down to is is my failures came down to outside of the scavengers network. I just kind of floundered. I really, outside of the network, I failed at a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't get personal projects outside of the network up and running. Um, I couldn't find a full-time job. Uh, I, uh, only had one date in the year. Um, the only issue with that date was that I showed up to the date, but the other person did not. Well, um, you didn't so, fail that. Right. No, but I mean, what it means is more of is like, I'm trying to get back out there and yeah. it's really hard to get back out there if the person doesn't even meet with you. You know what I mean? So, you know, and I'm, I'm willing to admit that that was, that was a really kind of 
night for me. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's really, I mean, a lot of this stuff is really, really difficult. Um, and well, I think part of it is just being in our age group. You know, we're in, in a really tumultuous time yeah. where, uh, you know, there's so much of our identity that we haven't even discovered yet. Yeah. Um, or haven't figured out yet. And it's really difficult to figure out those things um, when you kind of don't have that comfortable of a, of a spot to do that in, you know? That makes sense. But the thing is, though, is that 2019 still had some really, really cool stuff. So we start off the year with I went to PodCon and you went to MAGFest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both had a lot of really cool interactions with people and projects and like ideas that we wanted to work on. Um, and at PodCon, we met so many people that ended up joining the network, which I think mm-hmm. is one of the coolest things. These are people that some of them we had already known. And I think us physically meeting them kind of solidified in their minds that they wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some people, this was their first kind of real iteration of getting to know us. So a, a good example of that would be the Unnatural 20s. We met very briefly at PodCon and, uh, you know, then cut to about eight months after that, eight or nine months after like the, the, you know, the day that we met, they joined the network. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also you have people like James Anderson and Aaron King who knew us and had been talking to us, but didn't really like, you know, weren't really sure if they wanted to be on a network or anything like that. We met them at PodCon. Then they were like, Hey, yep, we're on board. We want to be with you. So we started the year with eight shows. We ended the year with 23. That's mm-hmm. huge. We yeah. made enough money as a company to actually you know, pay our creators. It's not a lot, but it's something. Um, you know, we uh, got two live shows. Yeah. Well, sorry, three live shows, really. So you had WIDK, Spooky Spouses, and Myth Takes all had a live show. Um, and, I, you know, I think that all of those things are great and wonderful and – it's really cool to see this kind of really starting to come together. And I, I'm, I think my, my biggest failure uh, of the year, uh, long story short, though, was the inability to find work. Uh, but my, I, honestly, what I think one of my greatest successes was, and this is going to sound so strange because oh. it's not even set in stone necessarily yet because um, I don't have an offer or an acceptance letter or anything like that. But once we started to realize what we wanted to do with the network and where we wanted to go, we actually, and, and you're a part of this, we, you know, set up a leadership team and we have people who, you know, actually want to see this thing succeed and grow. And I realized that I, there were a lot of things that we were working on that I clearly had the knowledge on how to do, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that isn't going to come up immediately but it is going to come up eventually, and I don't know enough about it. And so I decided that I was going to go back to college, to grad school, to get my MBA. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my biggest successes of the year was actually, for the first time, in my well, one of the first times in my life, was admitting that I needed some help, that I needed to learn more, that I wasn't, I didn't have all of the knowledge that I needed. So I applied to grad school, and you know, I visited. UT Austin, I visited Tulane. I, you know, I did a yeah. little tour of, you know, the the Southern colleges, really, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm working on going back to school so that we can figure all of this out. And I think that's really exciting. Um, I think it is too. And I think that 2020 is going to be a really good year for both of us. 
Um, before we talk about some uh, fan submitted failures and successes, sure. Um, did you want to get in at all about one of the big things that you're working on for this year? Oh, right now? Oh, sure. So, um, my big thing for this year is that I am in a coding boot camp. So, okay, just to make sure, what yeah. is a coding boot camp? So it's not a um, like military boot camp. So, you know, I'm not going to become physically fit at the end of this, but it's a... Not with that attitude. Well, not with that attitude. I mean, with lugging my backpack around, but um, it's a kind of a 24-week program to learn how to code and at the end become a full-stack web developer. So like I mentioned before, I'm pivoting. So I'm pivoting outside, pivoting away from music and going more towards um, like tech, technology stuff. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, not that there's an issue with wanting to be a musician or anything like that, but no. something that you and I have discussed a lot off mic um, has been the, I mean, I mean, we, I think everyone who's listening to this, you're listening to a podcast. So surely, you know, that this is a very tech heavy era um, and technology is only going to continue to grow and be, I think, one of the largest pieces of what makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. So you doing that is like a really big and interesting thing. And you're going into one of the fields um, within tech that is very creative. And I think that that matches, you know, your uh, your strengths. And I think that's that's great. And I think you're going to have a lot of fun doing it. I mean, so yeah. far you seem to be having fun. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... You're tired, but you're having fun. I'm tired. I mean, there's a lot that we're learning. Like, it's been about five weeks and we've gone from like, how do you build a web page? And then how do you make it look cool? To then what are some easier ways to make it look cool? To, okay, so now let's figure out how to make it so when you click this one thing, it like does all this code stuff. So it's, it's it's a lot of <laughs> yeah. stuff, but I'm I mean outside of landing like a landing in a different like like a different work position, like I do think it could be a really good way to contribute more to the network outside of like oh I can edit and I can also sometimes make noise, so right? Yeah, have, having um, a free developer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hey, so thanks for the free labor, buddy. Uh, well, no, it's been but, doing that for five years, bud. <laughs> yeah, no, I've yeah, real talk. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's talk about some user-submitted failures and successes. Sure. Uh, we got a couple to read through, so why don't we – I don't know. Who who do you want to have go first? Do you want to – How about you go first since you have two and I got one? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I got a kind of longer one and I got a short one. So let's start with – let's start with our good friend Morgan. Mm -hmm. um, Morgan uh, wanted to talk about sort of her failures and successes, so um, this is what she wrote to me. This week last year, I got fired from a very well-paying job at a really big company. I felt like the situation was unfair, and it was a huge blow financially. It was raining when I walked out to my car with my box of stuff, and I cried. Later, I had a Cinnabon at the mall. Hey, that's a success right there. Yeah, that's a big success. And then I decided I wasn't going to look for a new job. I decided to just stick with the one thing I had been truly comfortable with, which was my part-time job at, at the time. I guess what I learned is that corporate office environments are not my speed for my work style, my mental health, and my physical health. But the success, the good thing, is after a while leaning into that part-time job, I got a sick promotion, and now I'm doing something I really love. I'm not making nearly as much money, but it's enough, sorry, but it's enough to get by, and I have my happiness most of all. So what I should have been investing time in was right in front of me all along, and I'm glad I finally did. 
that is such a huge thing. I mean, you know, I I know we've talked about it before on on this net uh, network on this podcast. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I first went back to, for to finish my undergrad. You know, I was working in retail, and it just really was not my my shtick. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, if you're working retail or if you're working corporate jobs or whatever. And and that is your speed, you know. Hey, good for yeah. you. Like you found you something that you. works for you. That's yeah. yeah, exactly. You do you. But you know, just like Morgan said, like if you're in a position where it's really affecting, you know, your health, both mm-hmm. mentally and physically, yeah, getting out and finding that new work, that new line of work, that new project, and stuff like that, that you know makes you feel comfortable and everything like that. Man, that's huge. Um, yeah. No, I I really relate to that. I mean, I. I I think we had actually started the podcast around the time that I was dealing with this myself. I was working in a, um, it wasn't as much corporate as much as it was like an insurance kind of situation. And Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the people I was working with, but like the work just took a lot out of me, Mm. like both emotionally and just, yeah. So I, I really get that, but I'm very happy to hear that even with that big blow, she was able to, to get something really cool at the end of it. Right. And, you know, again, this is a great example of when a failure and success are really just part of the same thing. Um, Because, you know, some of the failures that I had, for example, last year, they haven't necessarily had their successes yet. And that's fine. Some things take a lot of time. Sometimes some things take a little bit bit of time. Mm -hmm. But this failure and success that Morgan has laid out is something that, you know, we saw what the first version of failure was and I think it was kind of two two things. I get that even if corporate stuff isn't you know isn't your shtick, um, losing a job is is a really big blow yeah. to, to to a person. Yeah. Um, but then to be able to turn that around and find the new line of work and to you know to to say it's a lot like a relationship, right? Which we'll get into actually in a little bit because sure. of the anonymous one. But finding what you're really looking for and like getting a better understanding of what you're looking for, man, that in itself is a huge success. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really cool. And uh, Morgan, we're really glad to hear that you're doing and feeling so much better. Yes. Um, And I'm Casey Gaysom. And up next, Alex has a letter. Well, I don't have a cool accent for this part, but this message comes from (laughs) Tracy and Tracy writes, Yes, my failure was a multitude of projects that I intended to get off the ground. The biggest one being my solo podcast. My successes are Scavenger's Hunt and completing NaNoWriMo, both things I'm super proud of. So I definitely get the having a multitude of projects that you want to get off the ground. I think, Colin, both you and I identify with that one oh, God, a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, Tracy has been doing so much great stuff here in the network. Like, she... Completed NaNoWriMo, that is not a minor task. Well, for those of you that don't know what NaNoWriMo is, that is over the course... Actually, Colin, can you tell us what NaNoWriMo is? Yes, because I actually also did it. So it's National Novel Writing Month. That's It's a NA from National, No from Novel, right? I think you got the idea. NaNoWriMo. Um, and so what you do is, is you write 50,000 words in the course of 30 days which equates to about 1,667 words per day mm. on average in order to, to hit that. Um, and so uh, one of the newest shows on the network is a show called Wet Hot American Moon Juice, and Tracy is on that show. And that, that show is about doing NaNoWriMo and writing 
writing a book, writing a novel, writing projects. And, yep. um, you know, it, it, let me tell you, it, even if you aren't a fully or very busy person, mm-hmm. doing NaNoWriMo is difficult. And I think that we all think, well, 1,667 words, that's not that bad, right? Which, in a way, it's not. If you had to do that once, right, that you you could probably knock that out of the park. But if you had to do that 30 days in a row, and and also try to not edit as you go because that's such a hard thing to fight. Whew. But that's mm-hmm. the awesome thing is people left this month with a a book, a project. Yeah, yeah. I think Morgan also ended up with a project as well, right? Yes. Um, let me think. So I think of all the people that did it. Um, Aaron. I mean, I wasn't on that podcast, but I finished mine. Aaron did hers, Morgan did hers, Tracy did hers, and I think one other person did, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but I'm forgetting who I who it would have been. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was like a listener who had written in or something like that had mentioned it. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, I, it's it's a huge undertaking, um, but really really impressive if you can do it. Yeah, So, certainly. Tracy, great job. And then you two work together on Scavenger's Hunt. Yeah. Yep, so she does the organizing, I get the files and do the editing, and then, yeah. It's kind of, it's her baby, I just help. <laughs> it's shake and bake, and I helped. I just burp um, it every now and then, and then yeah, get yeah. it back. <laughs> um, and Scavenger's Hunt, by the way, here's, we're not doing an ad break this week, but here's a little shtick for it you should check out Scavenger's Hunt because it's kind of like, in a way, it's like getting a taste tester or a little taste test or whatever you want to call it of what all the Scavengers Network Patreon bonus content stuff is like. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, So Scavenger's Hunt is three or more people from the network coming together uh, to create a bunch of new content. And sometimes it's a Foley-sounding game that I did with Mason, Caitlin, and Kyle. Uh, or sometimes it's Alex and mm-hmm. Lindsay and who was on that episode with you? James. James. Um, James. Doing what was it? Jams. Yeah. It doing was, um, NPR. Right? NPR versus NPR Star Wars reporter characters. or Star Wars character. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that you said NPR character as opposed to yeah. NPR. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars reporter or NPR NPR character. And actually, yeah, exactly. Um, Ty accidentally joined like right in the middle, but he, I asked, I, I suggested he record, but he didn't. But, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, that happened with you and me one time on this show. Remember we were in the middle of recording and Graham just jumped on? And we were mm-hmm. like, Graham, go away. We're, rec- we're recording yeah. the podcast. Um, That's why he doesn't talk to us anymore. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P., buddy. No. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Scavengers on is a really cool project, and uh, you should check it out. It's available on podcast uh, podcasting apps. Yeah. Um. And so here's the last one of the day. Here's a failure success. Um, and it's a brief one, uh, but it's nice. It's an anonymous user. Uh, and we'll call them Beetleborg. Uh, Beetleborg. <laughs> Beetleborg writes. <laughs> All right, Griffin. Yeah, no, uh, that's the other reason why I did it. Um, Beetleborg says, uh, <laughs> see, now I can't do it without laughing. Uh, the anonymous writer that they spent six months basically at the end of 2019 giving way too much time and attention to an ex of theirs who was basically very clearly leading them on. Uh, and 
they should have known better and they basically kept thinking that they were going to get back with this person just to have them uh, basically leave them high and dry. Leave, uh, you know, They essentially really made the person think that they wanted them back and then um, chose to not do so. Uh, and But the thing is, is that instead of feeling down about it, this was a learning experience for this user. Yeah. Uh, and they basically were like, you know, it made me realize what my self-worth is. And it made me realize that that's not the kind of treatment that I want in a relationship. And that if, you know, if someone says that they're in love with you, right, um, and that they want nothing more in the world than to be with you, then they would be with you. They wouldn't just keep stringing you along and having reasons that the two of you wouldn't be together, right? So basically their whole point was just that like they should have known all along that it was uh, some sort of manipulation and that the person really didn't have intentions of coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that in the end, like they now know that like, but it was, sorry, here's here's the interesting thing I accidentally glossed over. They also said that initially they weren't looking for anything when the person sort of came back into their lives. But then when they left, they actually felt ready to get back out there. And I think maybe part of that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not to necessarily diagnose anything, but I think part of that is that, you know, you start to kind of get this idea of, oh, maybe being lonely or not being lonely, not being alone is is something that would be good for me right now. Yeah. I, I kind of like how this feels. And even if it doesn't work with that one person, you're kind of like, okay, but I'm, I am ready to get out there. Um, and so it's, it's cool to hear someone say that they now know better what they want in, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And kind of like we were talking about a little bit, that here's my parallel Understanding in any relationship, whether it's a work relationship, a friendship, a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. knowing what you want out of something and being able to say, this didn't work out, this was a failure, but this is now leading me to a success of finding what does work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you and I have definitely both been in this situation as well. Yeah, uh, maybe certainly. not this exact situation, but something very similar. Yeah. Um, and in the end, you know, you ended up you know, doing very well for yourself because uh, then you ended up finding Emily and now you're married. Yeah. I mean, it only took, uh, I don't know if I really want to go into the uh, specifics, like, specifics of, like, of time, that. time. The I time mean, we, it, it maybe it, just to kind of like spark notes and like get myself into trouble. Um, so we first met each other and it's like, Oh, Hey, this is cool. And then we went as friends for a bit that we went on a date and then we can continue to be friends for a bit until a couple months later where we were like, Hey, we kind of like each other. Then we started dating. Then we might've broken up a couple times. So we got back together and now we've been together for almost 10 years. So if that's not a hallmark something, then I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, Hallmark hit me up for that, uh, for those movie rights. Me too. Cause it's my relationship. You. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your birthday, but it's my story. No, um, <laughs> yeah, you were there too. Uh, yeah, um, I, I was there for a little bit of it. Um, I mean, hey, I mean, I was there for the wedding. That's sure. true. Um, well, what what are, what would you say is like the big takeaway though from all of this? Um, there are two wolves inside of us. <laughs> one going? is a failure one is a success <laughs> one is a failure the other one's a failure too good luck um i guess one big takeaway for me is that it's okay to have fa- failures because successes are going to happen if you just keep doing what you're doing and that 
on my first, I guess, reaction to me saying that is I feel like that could be kind of dismissive. So I don't intend that as a dismissive. Like if you're not in a great spot, then just keep, just get over it and work hard. But like, I don't know, take care of yourself and then eventually good things will happen because just good things happen. <laughs> no, I, I like that. I, that's, it's, I know it's, it ended up making us laugh, but like, that's a good point. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, my big takeaway is that sometimes when you're traveling down a road, you will meet two brothers. One can only be a failure and the only one can only ever be a success. Which road will you take? You are um, both of those brothers. Travin and Grackle, Roy. <laughs> and Glint. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Um, let me get to the uh, real answer now. Well, I think that's a good think spot to leave it. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the biggest takeaways here is that I used to really view failures as the opposite of success. And so every failure I felt very, very heavily. I still do. And I think that really boils down more to anxiety than it is failure being something that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm no longer afraid of failing. Like I would sometimes not do something purely because I thought I would fail at it. Now I just kind of see it as, well, even if I do fail, at least I'll learn something. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes now less afraid to take certain risks. Um, and you know, not to do like a cheesy thing, but I mean, you know, even Yoda in star Wars, the last Jedi, which was the best movie of the modern tra- uh, trilogy. And if you disagree with me, well, that's too bad. Um, but, you know, he says that failure is the greatest teacher. And, you know, I, I, I've got to agree. Uh, and I think that that is all I've got to say about that. Well, I think that's a great spot to leave it, Colin. What do you think? I think so, too. Please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Seals and Variations, a music podcast I host with my friend Grace, a new member of the network. Or if you're looking for Hooray. more podcasts, try out our other great shows on, on the network. I'm going to keep going with that one, like Alabaster's Haberdashery. That's not a tongue twister. No, not at all. You can find both of those podcasts and many others, both wherever you choose to listen to podcasts and at scavengersnetwork.com. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. That is C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. You can find me on Twitter at French18Music, Twitch at French Alexander, which now that I actually have decent internet, I might start streaming on eventually. And you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. Hey, uh, our next episode is going to be coming to you in a very, very, very short amount of time. Uh we will be hitting a normal schedule pretty shortly here. Yeah. Um, our next episode is going to be a little out of order. And that's because uh, if you haven't seen the announcement online, uh, next week is the Scavengers Scramble. And what that basically means is, is that uh, a lot of the creators here on the Scavengers Network got sort of thrown into a hat mm-hmm. and then we're all going to different shows. It's kind of like the switcheroo that we did a couple years ago, but not to the full extent, like not every show could really do a switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bunch of us are going to a whole bunch of other shows. So Alex, what show are you showing up on? I'm showing up on a couple actually. So I am going to be on um, a version of, 
of Crossroads Minute with our dear friend <laughs> Okay. Um Duo Maxwell. Or should I say Max? You can just say Max. With our with our dear friend Max of Insanely Haunted, where we talk about our favorite uh, Britney tunes and why or why not they are um, bangers. Um, I'm also <laughs> on uh, James's. We're just going to leave the cat in. Uh, James's podcast, Blink and You'll Miss It. And I'm going to talk about one of our favorite Norded boys, Brian David Gilbert. Hi, Carrie. Hell and yeah. And my cat is here too. Say, come here, Carrie. Let's say hi. Come on, say hi. No, nothing. Now, now they're embarrassed. Yes, and I will be on a couple of shows as well. Um, I will be, I will be on Myth Takes, uh, still doing my normal position, but I will be uh, DMing for three guests, Ooh. who uh, two two of which are brand new to the scat. Oh my god, two of which who are brand new to Myth Takes. One of which uh, and the other party member uh, is has been a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a regular on on the show. Oh. So that's going to be very exciting. Uh, I will also be uh, doing something for uh, Wham Juice, for what Ho- American Moon Juice, and Aaron King of a couple different shows, and I will be doing side character quest. Ooh. And you definitely will not hear me on I Dunno Radio because uh, the DJ host, or one of those four DJ hosts, uh, and I... Definitely are not one and the same person secretly. No, not at all. Um, You're so, not, I mean, you you didn't still force yourself the into the canon or anything. Right. Uh, actually, Mason did force me into the canon, <laughs> uh, which is very funny to me. But uh, He stuffed you with a crowbar. No, he, yeah, a little bit. It kind of feels that way. <laughs> um Still haven't gotten over my my poor dead plant, um, but yeah. So it's it's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, so please check out all those shows. You will find two very special hosts on this show next week, and then we'll be coming back to you very shortly with the first uh, episode of well, the first episode that's not this one. I God, and then you will be hearing back from us very shortly after. Coming back for the rest of season three. Season three. That's right, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm the birthday boy. I'm also the birthday boy. And we will see you at the break room to have cake. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.